YBO podcast. YBO. You're listening to Young Black and Opinionated. You are tuned in to YBO podcast. Hey, honestly, y'all make me feel at home. I just want to say I want another invite. I feel like I'm a part of this podcast. <laughs> Young Black and Opinionated. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E S E B E R A. Four Wise. We said on time, but we talk about a lot of different shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Take them on we say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think nobody does it like this. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. And it's your boy, Mwanjay. That's M W A N J E. Gunning for Lover. Wow. How do you do this with two girls? I'm like, you know what? You probably be talking shit too. What do you stop? He do all the time. I don't. I'm like, you know what? They're my best friends. They're cool. What we do, family? Episode two eighty one of Young Black and Opinionated Lady. How's it going today? It's giving frozen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> you froze too on my end. Oh yeah, it always does that. But I am well. I am well. How are you on this glorious Thursday? Right. Yes, yeah, Thursday. I woke up Tuesday. Thought it was Saturday. I was in the bed chilling. My grandma called me. She was like, "You why you in at work?" I was like, "Cause it's Saturday." And she was like, mm, "No, it's Tuesday." And I was like, "Yo," because somebody called me that normally wouldn't call me unless it was a Saturday. And I thought it was a Saturday, so I woke up thinking it was thought it was a Saturday. So salty. I was late. Yeah, Tuesday. I thought Tuesday was Thursday. I don't know. I was confused, but <clears throat> these weeks go fast, so. Yeah, it, it does. Well, guys, yeah. that tastes like. Never mind. Episode uh, two eighty one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As always, I am the illustrious Reese Berry. That is R E S E B E R R A. Four wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. It's your boy Mwanje, that's M-W-A-N-J-E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. It's Mwanje Ugandan for Leopard. So, we've been going for two weeks? Three? Three or two? Yeah, I think two, I want to say, maybe. The listeners will tell us. They'll tell us yeah. what we've done. What have you done? What is that? Dog. Um, but yeah, let's 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 discuss. Let's get into our uh, what do we call pleasantry? Shout out to uh, pleasantries. Shout out to uh, Van Lathan for that. Kind of stole it. Uh, I thought it was cute. Big What's Van. What's going on, dude? Um, uh, Van, Van Lathan, Big Van. Oh, okay. Big Van. Um, because he's tall. Anyway. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he ain't be. Uh, anyway. Hot wars. Uh. <laughs> pod wars set up in your primary bedroom you don't have your headboard over your window in your primary bedroom i was like joe yeah. joe joe that little joke Uncle. was funny because it was kind of random but everything else i'd be like eh. was like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a stray oh. joke who said the little yeah. ass window over there I'm like, I mean, but somebody, anyway, the internet, it does the internet thing and find the video. I'm like, Dad, I thought we all liked each other. Yeah. 
It's what I always t- say. Everybody phony. I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, dollar worth of game. I was like, oh, I thought everybody liked each other, but yeah, it's not. Everybody phony to a certain degree, but. To a certain degree. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, um, any development for me? Okay. So, I am in. Uh, no. Uh, so, I am in a boot camp uh, called um, um, the Blueprint Boot Camp. I have classes every Tuesday from 12 to one thirty, and then Thursday from 6 to 7.30. It's an hour and a half class. Um, and in this class, I'm learning about uh, – it's a marketing class for my business. It's a marketing validation cohort. I mean, I think I'm in cohort nine. And, um, yeah, at the end of the class, I get a chance, an opportunity to win, like, 20K. So um, – but – you know, like any school, you got homework and all this stuff like that. So it's interesting to have to do homework after I get done with work and all this stuff like that. But it's a great class, though. I, I enjoy it. It really is nice and challenging. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about it in my flowers. Um, Yeah, yeah. So that, that, I think that's pretty – that's probably the biggest life update um, for the Pleasantries uh, school. I got two, uh, less than two weeks of school left. June 8th is the last day. So I'm excited about that. Um. Some interesting things unfolding with that as well too. I don't know if I should clap about that because I meant to press it earlier, but I didn't want to press the wrong button. And then they'd be like, oh. Oh, <laughs> I had to think. Like, what the? But anyway, sorry, the, the kids, the children of the future. Um, yeah, getting out of school, but they may not renew my contract. We'll talk more about that later. But um, yeah, so well, so yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later too. Not the but, not the smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it's a reason it's funny reason why what about you though i'm not going to get into too much detail you know me we'll move forward from that um it's been cool this it's kind of been a blur like um i think i was i was in milwaukee a week and a half two weeks ago so mm-hmm. um that's probably one of the i want to say updates but one of the things that i can think of right now and it was fun just um getting the food i can't get down here man i gotta get my cousins um, I had noodles and company in Denver, so I was pretty fulfilled from that, even though I did go get some again. Um, I really wanted a, um, what's it called? Corned beef sandwich. I really wanted a mm. corned beef sandwich. My mama got me one, and I was so happy, and it tasted so good. Um, mm. soon as I land- as soon as I landed, I got some Portillo's. Um, what else did I get? But, yeah, yeah, I always take some cousins back because, uh, you know, got to do it. But, it was cool. Um, my mom and I actually went to, well, first, let me say, um, I actually went back because it was my dad's 60th birthday, which was nope. May 3rd. So shout out to my dad, um, hit 60, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but yeah, kind of hung out with him a little bit that Sunday. Um, I had a terrible headache that when I landed that day and that's the day that he went out and I'm like, I am so sorry, but I'm just see you this weekend. Cause he went to Mr. B's. I'm like, everybody be at Mr. B's. <laughs> but <laughs> um he looked like he had a good time though but i i got to hang out with him that sunday which is pretty cool see my sister and brother-in-law seeing everybody i needed to see um but within that time it'd be like i joked about it on twitter my mom always just like she makes my schedule like okay so we're gonna do this i'm like what the mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay girl but we went to the um america's black holocaust holocaust museum um the new one and i went when i was a kid i think in the sixth grade but it was obviously the old one back in the day um but it was more so you kind of walk yourself around because I know she said she went years ago to her and my aunt, but I think she was looking for more of the tour aspect where they kind of tour you around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it was more so they just kind of handed you a pa- piece of paper and you just kind of looked at the stuff. And it was pretty cool too. 
um nice to see it kind of updated i would like to see it as a i guess in a tour format maybe with kids or whoever or like a, like groups that would come and see it but nice facility yeah. though um i learned about him mr cameron in the past too but i ended up buying his book because you know i'm kind of a book collector and he had an interesting story about him almost getting lynched back in the early 30s for yeah. um i think the two guys he was with like i don't know if they robbed and raped a girl or something like that um and he was obviously linked to him um and he almost got killed until um yeah until i think some people kind of ran up on the people that was trying to kill him like he didn't do it so i think he ended up getting a little bit of time and then moving and that happened in indiana i didn't know he was born in eau claire yeah. wisconsin i'm like what nigga's born in eau claire but he's born in eau claire and then his family moved to like somewhere in alabama usually it's the other way around um yeah. they moved somewhere to, i think birmingham or something but then after that um i think he said a dad left or something then his mom moved him to somewhere in indiana i think outside of indianapolis or something but somewhere in indiana and that's where the incident happened but anyway if you're in milwaukee take a have a um have a if you have a chance take a, a stop there um, pretty much, I don't want to say everything you would think you would know about Black history, but it kind of adds in the Milwaukee aspect of it, which is cool. They have a lot of things about Vail Phillips in there. Um, and just some stuff that happened in Milwaukee that, like I said, you would just think of it as the nation or just the Southern state itself as far as to some of the things that were fought for as far as Fair House and the things like that. Um, but obviously, you can always just Google that stuff, but um, support the museum. I think it was like $7 a person, so mm -hmm. not too shabby. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was an um, interesting time. Um, went to the public market just stuff just hanging out with my mom was pretty cool um just kind of chilling um with her other than that these these past two weeks um now i feel like kind of i don't want to jinx myself i'm kind of slowing down with everything i kind of wrapped up i wrapped up one of my shows maybe a month or so ago but another show i just wrapped up fairly recently too so that's nope. been pretty cool just trying to get that get that off my belt um I was kind of focused more on the editing of it this this I was gonna say semester <laughs> this, this year feel like semester funny um this this season um which is pretty cool because I just have a lot of other things going on so I just sometimes I just like being over here and y'all do that over there um I say send it to me I fix it I'm, I'm so sorry mm. it does I, I fix it that'd be my thing that's right I, let me see all right sound good I fix it it'd be bad too but sometimes I work my magic so it's just been cool just getting feedback on that um because I didn't do the editing on this particular series last season. We had a another team doing it. Um, so I'm glad I kind of got, got my hands on it. I kind of was able to structure it the way that I, I don't want to say wanted to, just kind of free, I don't know, free ball with it, I guess. So it was pretty free, cool. And I was glad that they liked it. And we had like a wrap-up meeting and they were talking about how the the client, like they really liked my, um, my editing it really wasn't too many edits um which is pretty cool sometimes it can, that can get annoying they're like can you do this but all the cuts i pretty much yeah. made by myself and sometimes you want to get input from the client or whatever but i was just like nope y'all make sense <laughs> delete that been talking mm. too much but um yeah man it's it's pretty cool and it's just cool to i don't know see your skills just continuously grow from that so other than that yeah other work stuff been cool just just trying to wind down and um hopefully like i said things kind of continuously slow down just for a little bit because what are we in may i feel like i was just may, in Japan. almost at the end of may yeah yeah i feel like i was just in japan and that period from january to february it was a lot even march um i remember when i went to la That's i took crazy. three computers with me <laughs> like it was a lot going on so um yeah it's been fun it's been fun i'm i'm uh, i'm appreciative and um what's her name as a uh, 
Patty LaBelle say, when you've been blessed, feels like heaven. Yes, Patty. But um, no, other than that, I've been I've been pretty cool. Um, obviously, since I, like I said, we've been we've been gone for a couple of weeks, gone for a minute now. I'm back with the jump off. Um, and I know you you guys have been listening. Honestly, this mouse sucks. I haven't I haven't been looking at the stats, but this will be news to me. So let's kind of see what where y'all been listening from. Take a guess who you think who you think is number one. And no cheat. Number either. one. Um, let me see. Can I get a hint? What region or what? Yeah, I'll just what take region? a guess. Actually, now I got logged in. I thought I was logged in. <laughs> uh, I want to say Atlanta. Atlanta. It's giving you. It's probably cheating. Let's see. Hold on. Mm-mm. I know when you be cheating, when you be like, you be trying to fake, like, you know, like, you don't know, you like, oh, I, I feel feeling like it's Atlanta, but it's not, though. I'm pretty sure. It's I'm going to do the last two weeks. So let's say let's do the end of April. Dude, it was Atlanta. These ads pop up. No, oh, these damn ads. Oh, let's do okay. April 27th to now. All right. Oh, yep. You were, che- you were cheating. I'm I quite didn't sure. cheat. You definitely uh, did. Um, I, I can tell when your voice. I, fam, I promise you, I haven't niggas, looked at niggas, niggas be cheating when their voice get. Oh, out. I got lucky for real. I'm wrong. You, you Number jacking, one, I'm Atlanta, wrong. Georgia. What? Number two, Columbus, Ohio. Three, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Four, Burlington, New Jersey. Five, Houston, Texas. Hey, Houston. Six. I hate when it does this. Lawrenceville, Georgia. Seven, <laughs> Concord, New Hampshire. Eight, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Nine, South Lake, Texas. And ten Frankfurt, Germany. Ah, woo, woo, woo. So, because my I was thinking about my my um my guy Joe. Joe be listening. Um, well, Joe, but, I mean, of course, it's not only just him, up. but yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I only say that because it's a it's a it's a nice chunk. So Joe must have went back nice to chunk. one. We ain't even got as Atlanta. many episodes as the listens from Atlanta. Way 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 more. <laughs> so, <laughs> they want us. <laughs> so Joe, it's giving do it again. I want to hear them. Again. I thought you would have went Joe? down to uh, Black Effect. Um, a conference and went down there and said, "Hey, y'all, we got a podcast." And just with the mess, listen to it. So, you know what I'm saying, nah, Ooh, I don't know. No, yeah, I nah, wanted to. No, no, no. We'll have a conversation about that. Um, it was at four after the hour. But um, yeah, man. Well, now that we're we're done with the pleasantries, I'm gonna go ahead and pass to the pastor. Hey so y'all, you know, you know, you know how it goes. You know how it is. Um, it's that time of the pod where we talk about, um, you know, Pleasant Street's part two. No church announcements. So, uh, as always, Link Tree donations are open and available. So make sure you go there. Um, that's l i n k t r dot e e backslash YBO podcast m k e. Um, definitely check us out website as well. Uh, YBOPod.com. You can text us four one four eight four two one one six one. Uh, make sure you do that. Uh, check out surveys. Uh, we got merch available as well, too. So don't hesitate. Um, new things coming on the way as well, too. So once again, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Thanks to everybody that listened to our podcast, that texts us, that says, you know, talks about me. People haven't talked about me recently, so I'm happy about that. So I must be doing a good job. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, so the listener said you guys have to record to be talked about. It's <laughs> <laughs> more change. Mm. that's funny um yeah no shout out to the listeners um well guys depending on how you guys do listen we are available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher spreaker iHeartRadio, anywhere you guys can find a podcast um also i think i said it at the end of the pod before i can't remember but whatever 
if you listen on Spotify, even if you don't listen on Spotify, you can actually leave reviews for every episode that you do listen to and we can see those eventually. So um, go ahead and leave us a review on Spotify. Of course, the the originals, the, the regulars, the Apple podcasts and stuff like that. Um, you can leave us a review on Facebook, whatever you got for us. Uh, we are interested in hearing your feedback on how we can grow or just your thoughts about us as a as a team or as a podcast. So make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend because that's how we as a podcast and community continue to grow. What going? All right. So like I said, we haven't been recording in a while, and you obviously all know that the Bucks um, <laughs> the Bucks have uh have lost uh, are out the playoffs here. So um kind of after that, shortly after that I hate, I hate that. that. I know, me too, John. Me too. Um, I, I I mean, unfortunately we have to talk about um the fact that not only did we lose, but we also lost a coach as well too. Um he was fired, so Mike Boonoser um was fired. Mm, I like that. <laughs> you know, and it's a lot of people that don't like didn't like that firing, but I feel like it it was bound to happen. Um That was but, low key shocking to me too as well. Yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. Uh, to me that people uh, were mad that he oh, was them people were mad oh yeah, 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 I did, yeah. Like, i woke up i think i got to milwaukee and they were still talking about it i have yeah. on facebook people that i don't necessarily know but that i'm obviously facebook friends but i'm like can we leave this alone like you you're not gonna be the coach so shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah yeah so, i want this what they say i want this wrapped up by monday like what the fuck like, yeah that that's bad. interesting it's very very interesting like people yeah. were shot like yeah you won a championship but i mean you lost we lost to the eighth seed i mean doc rivers lost i mean you were fired can i just say this about bud though for me from yeah. my perspective i am by no means the ultimate bucks fan but i have been watching i've probably seen every game maybe exempt the ones when i was out of, in japan or something um if they played or when i was in dubai last year out of the country but other than that i've probably seen or read a stat or saw a clip from every game um and i watch pretty much any nba game i'm I'm, i like basketball so i have league pass things like that whatever so speaking on the books though i probably like i said i probably seen every game from this season last season and obviously we've had our stints prior in the past too um but people i just don't think that people People don't watch every game, which is fine. Or people, I don't even want to say every game, a handful of games. But I think people just assume he won a championship and based upon, I don't know, the last, the games that they saw. But my thing is, every game that there was an issue with, obviously there's issues with the players. Giannis missed free throws. Yeah, yeah, blame him. Sure, Middleton, whoever. Fine. They're the players that get paid to play and win. But Bud never, I won't say never, his adjustments stink. And we've been complaining about this for the longest um even when they won um it was like if they didn't win he would have probably got cut then so that yeah. championship saved oh, yeah, for him. sure for i understand sure. how people feel like and it was just, it was just like i seen some dude um i don't it's you know how they have the i don't say enthusiasts but the people that the people that the people go to to hear about the bucks like them like regular they regular twitter people but they like books like for example tony snell he used to play for the bucks he tweets a lot about the bucks um because mm. he likes the team but i'm talking about like everyday fans that tweet a lot like people go to them to hear about their opinions it was a lot of them on twitter talking so i forget the dude's name because if it wasn't on the following you know they got the damn tabs on twitter the yeah the people you should whatever the fuck it is so take it back but anyway um (laughs) like how you get over here again but um 
the, this guy retweeted David Aldrich, you know, the like a commentator, journalist, whatever yeah. you want to call him. Yep. And he said something along the lines of what everybody kind of what Dame said, like you fire whatever coach fixed the record of the regular season championship winning, whatever he said, something along those lines. So the guy that's like the Bucks enthusiast, I'll say that. He retweeted and was like basically what i said like you can tell when people don't actually watch the bucks or watch them during a regular season because they they have terrible takes or something like that and then i actually seen dude reply i was like now you know they took the checks from twitter i'm like did he really reply and say this shit? Mm. he said something along the lines like you're right i have to cover all nba teams so i don't watch the bucks play i don't watch every game so i'm looking like then how you go comment on right. his coaching like it, it did, right you should just not responded so i just that's why i was surprised like First of all, people try to talk about Milwaukee like don't nobody care. So that's one reason why I was surprised. Like I understand we won a championship, we got Giannis, but people try to act like don't nobody care what y'all got going on in Milwaukee. Right. So for it to kind of be what was talked about, it was very interesting to me for that. And then, like I said, it was just like he don't really make good adjustments, and for y'all it just does to not, not for y'all to not. not take that in consideration is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that's I think that for me, I think that's really the consensus of those that are Bucks fans that watch the Bucks games on a on a um every you know on a normal basis is that he doesn't make the adjustments like you know and people said when we got him they was like man he's a good regular season coach but when postseason comes he's just not he just does not have the chops so um with that being said though um you know with him being fired and unfortunately the timing was just you know. His brother got killed, you know, yeah. things like that. So it really kind of they just lost. It really kind of sucks. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, business is business. And, you know, unfortunately, if you're not up to the task, then, you know, we got to go. We should have definitely got out of that first round easily. Yeah. I if We would have went to semifinals and then did it. I, he might have been able to stay. But even then, it's probably his, his thing. But if. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just just was not good. So anyway, so with that being said, there are, you know, coaches, um, oh, you know, opening or interviewing for uh, the Bucks. And I'm just going to run down a good little chunk in the list of those. Uh, so we got Frank Vogel um, and Paris basketball coach uh, Will Weaver um, to interview with the Bucks. You got Phoenix, uh, former Phoenix Sun coach Monty Williams. Big Mont. Um, yeah, for sure. There's Monty um, right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the picture arms. Arms. Like, <laughs> right. You know, he's a paper right here. You know, you got the paper in he, your hand right here. He disappointed. You've been in the paper mining. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, they say Mark Jackson uh, will as well, too. Assistant coach. Hand uh, down. Uh, yeah. Right. Chris uh, Quinn, Washington Wizards, Joseph Blair. Um, you got assistant coach. Um, um, uh, Bucks. Bucks assistant coach. Charles, Charles Lee, Lee. Um, man, Charles Lee, so many, Scott though, Brooks, man. yeah. Like my cousin's <laughs> right. assistant coach on the Bucks, that's what he looked like, I don't know. <laughs> Adrian Griffin, there's so many different prospects. I wonder if Doc would be willing now since he got fired. Um, yeah, so, I've seen one of them NBA pages say that he was, I forget the term they use, he was a sleeper or something that people was like, know. hell no. So, listen. Uh, interesting. What are your thoughts on the, the, the next coach? Who should, like, are you... Cause I, let me just say this and then I'll let you, I won't go deep. But my thing is I've, it's just like, I'm tired of, I don't know if you, let me, I know I'd be going on these random tangents. I don't know if you ever use Reddit or if you remember how you ended up on Reddit and why you yeah. get notifications now, yeah. but I'm yeah. one of them people that clicked on something and now I don't stop getting notifications. So that's kind of how I got sunk into the books Reddit a long time ago. Cause 
you'll Google something. And not even about the Bucks, and then you'll still get whatever. So that's my point is that's how I got into the Bucks Reddit, which is cool. I'm like, great. I'm here. I come and read. I don't really say, I don't say nothing at all, really. But it's like every single time they mention the coach, they always put it in there. This sucks. I'm like, can we just interview people? You think that when you get, when you interview interview for a job, it's just going to be you? Right. Or just somebody that's super duper qualified that everybody going to like. They're going to pick a handful of people and pick somebody. So let them get the fucking process done and then complain about it when they come with some finalists. So I don't know. So I'm like, some people obviously probably won't get it. But it's just like, I'm tired of y'all complaining. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so I like, how do you do it though? Like, what are the questions? Like, so if you're down, if you know, it's the fourth quarter and you got three minutes left, who, you know, two, two seconds left, who are you getting the ball to? Like, what are the questions to ask? Like, how, is it like normal questions? Like, how do you, how do you handle pressure? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what? Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, pretty sure they, they may, I'm, they probably run it by some of the players too. Obviously the superstars. Yeah. Cause as somebody, I wasn't I, like, I, I wasn't too, into the coaching or Jason Kidd back then. Like, obviously, I watched yeah. the games and stuff, but people were saying that Giannis was, you know, probably figuratively speaking, he was walking around pouting when Jason Kidd got fired. So, obviously, that mm. didn't work in his favor, if that's what he wanted. I know he helped him develop a lot, but that's what some of the, I guess, diehard Bucks fans were saying. So, my point is, um, you know, is it somebody that's going to really have to appease him, some of the other yeah. players? I will say I did see Bobby tweet yesterday. You could tell he was probably sitting at home like, I want to say something so bad. But he got on and retweeted. He said something about like, like all these NBA GMs or something like that. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He said something about like all these NBA, all these. It's, no it's funny how all these GMs is on Twitter type shit. Um, and then he retweeted what somebody said, and then he basically was like something, something, something. And then he mentioned Darvin Ham. He was like, what people don't realize or think about is, you know, basically we took a, they took a hit when Darvin Ham left. So mm-hmm. I was like what that mean <laughs> you know, mm. obviously but you know how you'd be like hmm. so clearly my point is he they missed Darvin Ham and based upon watching I don't want to just give him credit but you know he coached the Lakers he made adjustments we've seen in these last couple of series so um sounds like he was probably the adjustment guy I don't know <laughs> or one of them but um, <laughs> we missed our adjustment guy <laughs> <laughs> well you know when in his press conferences he do he does speak about adjustments too and I've seen he made a couple of them um, in the last game that they lost to the Nuggets, so hopefully they win today. I have to be a a, a Laker fan this off season now, part time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How's that going for you, dude? I was um, I was what was it Tuesday Monday when they played Tuesday, whenever it was Tuesday, and I was cracking up laughing um because remember on Juana man when uh <laughs> when <laughs> he chose to go to the game instead of going to court to go back to the mm. NBA type league. Yeah. So remember when Lorne came to the game. And then Juana Man was hooping, you know, passing the ball, everybody clapping. And he was like, yeah! And he was like, lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel every time I cheer. I was like, hold on, wait, you're not a Laker. I was like, I don't think I've ever cheered for the Lakers before, like, really? ever. Yeah, like, when they were playing the Celtics, you know, that little stint they had in 08 and whenever it was when we was kids, I was rooting for the Celtics. So, because mm. um, Rondo was my man back then, but... Yeah, I've never really cheered for the Lakers, so this is different for me, but it's been fun. Um, you know, we, I think for me, on my in the back of my mind, we got a we got a piece of Milwaukee with Darvin Ham. You know, it's like Jordan Poole's yeah, and the Warriors, so it was like a piece. Yeah, so was, okay, y'all can, win. y'all can win. Y'all y'all all right with me. So Darvin Ham, I'm like, cool. Poole and what's his name? What's his name? Uh, oh yeah, you're right, Looney. But at that point, he was uh, kind of the the newer one. Yeah. But yeah, Looney, Looney be hooping too. Shout out to him. But Looney be hooping. Um. But yeah, other than that, um, I don't know, y'all. Just let the shit play out. Let them do their job, and complain later. I don't. I don't know. 
let them narrow it down and then complain. <laughs> it's just like every right. person. I'm tired of hearing this shit. But um, as far as the coach, I don't know that. That's why I don't complain. I'm not a fucking. <laughs> I'm not a fucking coach. Who would I? Who do I tell to hire? I just, I think, and I, to be fair, I think most fans probably feel the same way. But they, well, Oprah always say it like you don't have to know what you do want or like, but it, it helps if you know what you don't like. <laughs> so right, I'm sure there's coaches that you know you hear about. Some people don't want Mark Jackson. Some people want him. It's it's interesting well, to hear yeah, the, a lot of the. Yeah, it's interesting to hear the discrepancies between people you know people like ooh, and people like hell no so i'm to answer your question i don't know as far as you know how they go about the process that's a good question to ask somebody how do they hire nba coaches maybe they probably run it across the team maybe look at i don't know look at records maybe look at coaching styles maybe look at what they need yeah um because we need that's we need some too. we need some of that steve kerr offense I, I kenny atkinson i heard they were uh interviewing and some uh, other people um as well too that worked as assistants on some of these other teams. So obviously keep the defensive mind, but if we can get some plays run, some some of that obviously nobody Steph Curry, I know. But that little nigga be running, don't he? Like you like, damn where you go? That screen comes, that be jacking up three. So yeah, somebody else gonna play my yeah, nephew, we'll my John. Right. Stop playing with his face. Like obviously he a rookie, but you know, when I be seeing that little white boy on the um the Nuggets get ticked. That guy I think he got drafted before Marjan. And one of them uh, Nuggets fan was like, "Aren't you guys glad we chose him instead of that Bochamp kid?" I'm like, what the fuck? "But he do Man, begin tick." Be I, I think they Blum, just hate. So. They just, I just think they hate Milwaukee for some reason. I don't know why people just hate Milwaukee. Yeah, a small market team. We don't want to see small small with market a big drive. with a big guy. Yeah, yeah, and Giannis I think you know we. Oh, they want Giannis so bad. Yeah, and we opened up that floodgate of that small market team, like. You know, imagine like you you hooping for a cardinal stretch and you cold like you the number one. Entering in the transfer portal. Everybody with like all the D one schools want you, but you trying to stay at Cardinal Stretch because you want to, you know, you support the school, you know, you (laughs) all the nuns there, like don't call Milwaukee Cardinal Stretch. They call it Marquette or some shit. is a big market school though. Marquette is like Marquette would be cool, but you know what? Marquette is to me is the perfect example because. I remember when I was talking to some people down here, somehow we mentioned it was like it was probably March Madness a couple years ago. And they were like, I didn't know Marquette was in Milwaukee. And I'm looking like, like ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so what I'm saying. Like people, our big stuff. People, people know about people Marquette, think. but they don't know. Yeah. So I think Marquette would be a good example of of it. Or like even when they go to yeah. like, you know, the the March Madness shit, people expect them to play decent, if that, but people don't expect them to go far. So same with the book. Yeah. So don't don't diminish us to Cardinal. I mean, kudos to Cardinal, but Marquette, you know, at least UW. Marquette, not bad. I mean, it's, it's I mean, you got some greats from Marquette, but like you said, though, it's yeah, like anyway. the Jimmy stuff Butler. that we have. The way yeah. I, I think Doc from Marquette, um, yeah, Doc Rivers. Yeah, so it's like the stuff that we have. Um, we people think it's in belong in another city, that, in which is so crazy yeah. to me. Like, like right, oh, huh? that belongs, you know, that belongs somewhere else. Like, nah, it was they here. It's they here do be hating me. on it like that, though. I feel you. Yeah, I be hating that, but you. yeah. But yeah, I don't we'll know. see. Well, Hopefully, we we'll get a great coach <laughs> this season. Yan, hope Yan happy with the coach. Because if Yan not happy, then uh, get him out of here. <laughs> the piece that you cannot buy. Um, yeah, I don't like the rumors people start. <laughs> 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 talking about talking about uh, Bobby Porter. So follow. I'm like, bro, y'all get the fuck. No, he didn't. Like, stop it. 
Stop it, stop it. Because you know Giannis, even though I'm not necessarily Obviously. a fan of that, he I guess he unfollow everybody on Twitter. Every people say he do it every year, but I'm like, oh, why? I get a, I get unfollowing like news pages and shit, but like even if yeah, I was just like, yeah. But other than that, they like Bobby and follow. I'm like, y'all be creating beef for no reason. Right. They on Instagram well, Bobby, like see each other's all, Bobby see it all. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about uh <laughs> Jawick two. Uh <laughs> With two, <laughs> listen, man. I, you know, <laughs> every time I hear the word listen, I think about uh, Brit Idiots when they had, just had the last episode. Listen to this track, they said that was Bishop. Oh, I was crying, Jakes. I was crying so hard. Yeah, I remember that. It was like last week, when was it? it was last week, but uh, so my thing is, is uh, you did it again. And how how <laughs> how young is too young to say you're an idiot? Like, come on, fam! Like, it's, we don't it's have to do name calling. says, uh, it's 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 silliness, man. It's like okay, it's twofold, right? It's like your mm-hmm. friends. Everybody's like, oh, friends, you're hanging around, blah blah blah, yada yada yada, and it's accountability. It's both. Like, it's two things can be true. If your friends, uh, if you know, y'all know, yeah, yeah, know he got a gun in the car. Y'all know he got a gun in the car. <laughs> so like, what, what are we doing? And then if you know he got a gun in the car, there's no way nobody should be going live at all. Like, it should be no live, no phones, no cameras out. And and then why do you have a gun in the car with Ja? If anything with Ja, unless you security, there should be nothing that could uh, diminish his money, his opportunity. That's the bag. You protect the bag at all costs. Like, come on now. And then Ja, it's you you are the bag. You should be protecting yourself at all costs. Like it's just it's just foolishness. Now, and then on the other end though, I've been hearing a little bit from our uncle, our favorite uncle. Um Stack. Yeah, Stack. And uh and he's like, uncle you know, Hill. what if the gun is ready? Uh, even our other uncle, Mark Lamont, or a cousin, he's like a big cousin. Mark Lamont mm-hmm. Hill, you know, he was saying his little his rant on it, um on uh, the Grio, I believe. I know his show. I think it was. The, I think it was Grio. And um, you know, he's like, "What if the gun was registered? Like, it doesn't matter if the gun was registered. The way he was brandishing the gun, that's called brandishing your gun. And you're and for those that have taken the classes and knowing um what you know what the laws are, if you brandish your weapon, you better use your weapon. And you're brandishing your weapon. That is illegal to do. So regardless of it is being, um, regardless of it being. Uh, uh, useful. He was brandishing it in a way that was unlawful because if if that gun would have went off, killed himself, killed somebody else in the car, his career would be done, over, finito. And so we just got to take our. We just got to say, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think honestly, I don't really think he should be suspended because he didn't get in trouble. But if the if the rules and regulations of the Grizzlies say you can't be out here brandishing guns, you can't be brandishing guns. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done. Does does it look bad for his image? Yes, it does. But at the same time, I'm I'm with stack. White people do it all the time. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it, you know. Yeah. I I don't know. You know, I don't this might sound weird to say. I don't know how I feel about this situation because obviously it's everything you just said. I'm not even gonna go that route in regards to talking about it, right? But um let me start here to kind of mellow the mood. Um I was reading some of the comments because they were saying that his uh his shoes disappeared off the Nike website. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, people giving a whole input on the whole situation, obviously. 
But somebody was in the comments. Somebody was like, "Man, my they family made, would jump me." <laughs> they, went, they made adjustments. <laughs> like imagine, like literally, think about that. Like imagine you, like you said, the bag, and you you just do some stupid shit. Like that's funny because I believe that's that. Crazy. Somebody said my family would jump me. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, imagine, you? imagine you walk up to your grandma's house and you did some stupid shit. Get him. <laughs> Get him. Like, right. What's wrong with you? Do it. <laughs> like dog. Like what? Yeah. Um. Dog, said, not on the concrete. Bring his ass in the house. Yeah, get <laughs> he please, he you. please, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Don't break his elbow. He need that. He need that. He need that. Stop, 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 stop. Him in the ribs. My elbow. But, Y'all um, play too much, man. But you know what? Um, I, it's just I don't know. Like when I saw it, it was just like I think it was in the morning or something, and I'm like, is it for, for real? Yeah. And then like, I don't think I watched I it again. It. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I watched it again, but I saw people saying like his friend tried to like, you know. And I just feel down. like, outside of everything you say, it's just that social media age. Like Yo, at first, like, crazy. I think everybody suffers from some some point of that, right? Or with that, like social media. It may not be extreme as that, that new generation or the younger generation, but it's just crazy. And it's just like the music with it. And I honestly think he was just really in the car, just for having whatever fun. reason, yeah. having fun. Yeah. Oh, like, but my thing is, I wonder if he really thought, like, you know, because obviously his friend was recording. I'm like, did he not know he was on live? Did he think he was just recording on his phone? But even that, what's the purpose of having it in your phone? I don't know. Like, I just be, I guess, be, I'm not because I was a psych major, but because I was a psych major, I'm like, what really was going through his his brain? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. like, I got a master's of psych, but still, it's just like. What was really going through your mind and it's just like i don't i just i can't wrap my finger around that one either like i don't i don't really know so that's all i can say like i'm not gonna judge them and call them names yeah it was it was a bit slow <laughs> it was a bit slow but yeah yeah it, uh, to your point like, i heard stacking them names. talking about chris Kamen and he was brandishing his weapons and but he was in his home or he, you know how he's they not do. john Morant though but that's my point let me get there well, they make it look oh. like a hobby they yeah. say he was an all-star one time, but like yeah. you said, he's not the face of the league. You know, they got stuff on the CBA clause that says, hey, you know, get your shit together. None of this silly shit. You are, you know, you need to uphold an image as if you were at work. You walk, well, I guess right. you don't even necessarily have to wear Grizzlies attire or Bucks attire. Because I was going to say, sometimes if you wearing shit at work, they'll be like, well, you have on, you mm. know, this mm. merchandise. So you need to upholds you know a certain demeanor or whatever but mm-hmm. he's, he's he's just who he is so you don't even have to work wear that stuff to be seen as such but yeah I, brand you got other brands though nike like you said yeah you so know. they hit his shoes so i, I just pop really stores in memphis but i just really like where his like what is his and then you got to add in you have to add in other situations that people bring up as far as everything we talked about what was it six seven episodes ago as far as the things that happened leading up to this and the problems that he's had with the law in a sense yeah. so it's just like what is we doing oh, like what why i just i i think that's that's my my thing right like not that he's a kid to me he's only what couple, 23 what, 23, oh, what? 10 years About roughly not even eight, that no, eight years old, younger than me eight, specifically yeah. so yeah, about nine. yeah so it's just like that's one of them things where you you know when you see a kid acting out and some people just start whooping and spanking and popping i i I'm the type that get out the car. Yeah, <laughs> sit you, you down on the curb or on the couch, and you just, that's when you just be like, "What's what's the problem?" And that's when kids get confused. Like, 
And they hold their little knees like this. Like, <laughs> make it the thinking. Chest. So I, that's what I really want to ask. Like, what's the pro- like? What what is it? So it's like, are we really trying know. to show off for social media? And then that's when it's like, it's really not worth it, bro. Just what Jamie Foxx said. Young and a lot of money. Just go home. Young and a lot of money. I was Moran was sponsoring a, a local barbecue shop in Memphis, and they got to take the picture down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Uncle Leroy's barbecue. <laughs> but I look. That's all I could tell you. I don't know. Like I, I don't. You said everything else. I just, I just really want to know what is what's not clicking here. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I kind of do feel like he was just thinking I'm is off season. I'm minding my business. He probably thought like this my home. whoever the dude was his friend cousin. I don't know who he was, but like anybody watching this, pay, you know what I'm saying? Like, but once oh, you're in that celebrity yeah. lane. Yeah. people you know but that's anybody right you they'll take a screenshot quick you don't you don't instagram facebook say let's say facebook that's probably a better example you on somebody page what you do click on another person page mm-hmm. you so you know you know how people uh, like damn right up on that grandma page <laughs> like, yep, go right on the rabbit hole yeah you on down the rabbit hole so I, even outside of that like people that's know when you a celebrity you. people people know i mean that's the mama but people know who tina knows is people know who matthew knows is yeah. people know who your family is but in this case, it, it'll it can even super fans or just people curious because this this the this is where you'll have like I don't know six million followers and your mom and them have you know four hundred thousand I don't know and then you mm-hmm. these people that you would have eleven k so that's just enough to get mm-hmm. caught so they probably like we're job we ain't seen job so they on their page then they yep. see you like oh job kicking with them and then they like. Is that- Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some people probably didn't. So what's crazy is I was saying this too. Like people probably didn't even screenshot it with the intent to say, "Oh my God, he did it again." It was probably like, I mean, not, they were saying it. To, they were doing it to say that, but like not to get him in trouble. You get what I'm right, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And then now, but it's like, you yep. said the, the NBA said enough. <laughs> but enough. I don't know, child. We'll see what happens. Um, so we playing Russian roulette with said, his I, career. Honestly, I was shocked. Yeah. You know when the nigga said he was shocked, some something happened. He said, I, I didn't believe mm-hmm. it. <laughs> was it again? Was it again? But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Prayers to him. Um, I just wanted to mention this. Um, I know, I know, I know y'all go through stuff. And y'all, I mean by the WNBA. We go through these things, we have issues with funding in in regards to getting these women paid as far as interest with certain people um demographics they suffer with but even though they do have fans i understand that but this really kind of irritated me Mm. so ironically maybe a week or two ago i seen alexis morris she was one of the young ladies that was on the lsu basketball team Mm -hmm. she was part of the recent w wmba draft um and as as i'm speaking if you can put it up for me the the more most recent wmba draft this year so i can get the list so she made a video Taylor (laughs) right she made a video and she was saying how she feels like I guess she wished the college coaches or just I don't know if it was more in general too would I guess better groom or maybe tell or do something more to help these people these players these college players transition to college so obviously people making jokes like oh she up there in Connecticut getting cooked and she's like, no, 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 that's not the case. I'm just saying, like, whatever. And when there was a lot of current WNBA players, I think I seen a couple was like, I agree. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I left it alone. And I didn't even really hear nothing about this. I was on Facebook and I just was scrolling. And I rarely, like, I get on Facebook, I scroll a little bit and I get off. And it was like one of them ads that popped up and it said Bria Bill, which was, um, she was on South Carolina. She was recently drafted. She went to the Minnesota Lynx. She got waived. 
And I'm like, how mm. you in the draft and you don't win? So then I get on Twitter because I'm like, this was not shocking, but it was kind of shocking. Like, then what's the purpose? Of... Anyway, so I get on Twitter and I type in her name. And then the list, matter of fact, maybe I should do that. Then the list came up of all the young women that were recently drafted that got waived. Mm. And it included Alexis Morris. And I'm like, I didn't see that one. So me being me, I go to her Twitter and she just like, overseas me, please. <laughs> um, mm. And I seen a more recent tweet where she was like, you know, some of these older WNBA players need to retire. <laughs> so I was like, oh. and she was like, you know, kind of like passing the torch on to the younger generation. And I seen people talking about um, Diana Taurasi. I think she may be 40 now, if that, um, or if she could be a little bit. Her and Sue Bird probably around the same age. And I know Sue just retired last season, but some People were saying, I guess, honestly, I wasn't paying attention. They were saying she didn't pay, play, actually play for the last couple of years, like wasn't on the floor. From what I saw, I should fact check this, but they were saying she wasn't as active as she should have been if she wanted to be, if she should have been on the Mm. roster. So that kind of had people like, you know, this is what she means. Like, not necessarily her, but in general, this is what people were saying in consensus. Like, first of all, outside of that, I'm like, why are we even having a draft if you're just going to cut people? Because I already knew that they didn't have a a lot of space for people anyway. Because I remember when Tia her name um tia cooper got let go from the um the sparks and obviously i'm not the recruiter i'm not the person on the team to make these decisions maybe somebody fucked up but somebody made a good point they were like and as you can talk about too these end up ncaa teams lsu south carolina hell the, the girl that played for um iowa the, i think she was the center um she got waived and all these teams brought so much these players i should say bought so much hype to the game of women's basketball so somebody mentioned they were like if you go to the connecticut sun's twitter page all their tweets that had alexis morris in it all these looks thousands and thousands of hits but prior to her coming or even tweets that have nothing to do with her like the it was such a discrepancy between how many people are paying attention to you so Mm. i'm like that's an interesting point to me because it's like where's this a gimmick to and i understand the draft is a part of the process and we like i said we're trying to figure out how we get people interested in the money but i just think it's kind of fucked up like why yeah. even have the draft maybe figure out something to pause it because it's just so sad like because even if you get drafted somebody that's the second third year player can get waived because the new draftee is better and it's just i'm sorry that's all i want to say like i ain't i look i ain't got the fucking answers i just want to complain i ain't gonna lie because i can't tell you what to do with this but my point is something yeah. needs to be done because we talked about this so many times nobody from my point of view from the outside has an answer until the inside whoever's in them rooms do something like i said they signed a deal with ion to get more eyes on it but it's just fucked up to me and like when i saw that list i was like damn these are young women that actually played like so got dressed up look real cute She's, like she said makeup overseas me please dang yeah yeah so it was just they would rather play like i said i didn't even see that she home. I didn't even see that she got waived until I typed in Bria Bill name and they made the list. I said, wait a minute. And um, I think what's her name? Cezano. Um, that's the one that played with Caitlin Clark. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So, Any thoughts on that? So, so yeah. So let me just confirm what you said here. So you're basically saying they <laughs> drafted these players and then cut them just for the eyeballs. I'm not it saying that that's the like reason, it. but it's just like, it seems like I'm it. not saying that that's not necessarily the reason it, it's, it could seem like that. But my point is if you don't have enough roster space for these teams in which we know, because prior to the draft, people was already getting cut anyway. 
why are we even, and this is just to the WNBA in general, why are we even having a draft? And it may sound crazy to say, I understand it goes with the standards of the NBA and how the game is kind of played over here, but it's just kind of, it's kind of fucked up in a way to me. And it's like, you're using it for marketing, which I get, but now they're no longer on this team. You got people in the comments like, well, I started to, I was going to watch because of her. So never mind. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you get what I'm saying? So like I said, I am not on the board of WNBA education here. Like, it's just the fact of like, wow, like that would really irritate me. Like I could have just went overseas. So, but my thing is I follow WNBA on Instagram. I've been following them for years. You can see the women get dressed, like the, the men do, they get dressed up put mm-hmm. on their best shit, you know, family there, coaches, they're excited for them, holding the ball, got the hat for the team they, they got drafted to, jersey hanging up. And now I got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like you, and then it's like, there maybe there should be some type of protection. Like NBA rookie signed that deal. Like, you know that whatever it is they they don't necessarily get cut like they got their little rookie rookie contract you know what i'm saying that's if you are drafted maybe they need something like that i'm like there's no protection but i understand going back to the whole argument there's not necessarily from what we know any money in it mm-hmm. so it's like what do you do you get what i'm saying that's my point here that's all i'm trying to say got you yeah me. so it, but yeah even um the young ladies uh you know that you know got hype around the the uh college games like uh, mm-hmm. they were saying, like, hey, I make more money than some of the low, low class, and even some of the high class. Uh, yeah, Andrew Reese. She's like, I make more. Yeah, like, why would I want to go there and do that? And I'm killing it right now in nil deals. Like, what? So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, this is what Alexis Morris said. She said, if we can't make roster spots for the rookies, cut the vets. And she put the little melting uh, emoji face that's smiling like. <laughs> And she said, the vets got to know when to cut the net and pass the torch, bro. Mm. Yeah. But that's to your point, that's that discrepancy with WNBA and the NBA. I mean, look at LeBron is one of the best, still one of the best players in the league at his, even at his age, but you can have an old dude playing basketball and he can stay on the team. Yeah. He might get paid a little less, but that that Mm -hmm. little less pay is still more than what the vet is in the WNBA. So it's, yeah, niggas it's, literally sit on the bench and just get paid. Not to say that that's what they're there for, but these players yeah. we don't even know their fucking names and they make yeah, more money than paid. a fucking doctor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So right. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's just what was crazy. Um yeah. somebody said I just typed in um, Alexis Morris, Diana Tarassi on Twitter. Somebody said then Alexis Morris mentioned about the older players passing the torch on. You do realize that Diana Tarassi is in year nineteen twenty and she'll give anyone a bucket. More the older players mean more. More the older players means more to the teams than you clearly realize. Maybe I had a typo there, but and I understand that too. But some people say she not to say that it it, it matters. But my thing is if you slowing down, you know what I'm saying. I I get it. You you kind of people recognize. Her. I love Dana Tarasi. She was she was she couldn't miss a three back when I used to watch her. Uh, won a couple rings, I believe. Yeah, in Phoenix. But something got to be done because this is just that, like, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'd be, I'd be highly annoyed. Like, and like I said, you have to get in there. You have to work hard. But even people were saying, because I'm like, well, did she play good? Like, was she practicing hard? But people were saying, go to their page, the Connecticut Sun Twitter. They were like, they were kind of using her. And I don't want to say use it, but you get what I'm saying. They were using her for content. Like, oh, uh, Alexis Bill, I'm uh, not Alexis Bill, Jesus. Uh, Alexis Moore is going hard in practice. Like, you know, shit like that. Like, oh, like, because I'm like, well, that kind of looked like she probably not getting spanked in practice. Like she putting in work. They was even giving her like a nickname or whatever nickname she go by. Like, 
that type of shit like using it for content like i understand you need looks but it's like damn all that to get cut <laughs> like we need to expand like and i just i told listen i get it but somebody was like put a team in south carolina and i think that's a smart idea put teams in these cities where they already get support from these these WNBA teams i mean these uh college teams so maybe an area like south carolina should get have a team maybe but obviously i understand i know i know i know you got to find people with the money blah 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 I, I get it but my point is let's consider some of these other areas hell bring back the milwaukee does i think milwaukee would be a good market for a WNBA team what you think absolutely yeah milwaukee Doe, yeah for sure i think that'd be great and i yeah. think Giannis get behind it i think the mm -hmm. big i think here because we're a quote-unquote small market team i mm -hmm. think the big dogs is gonna um will be behind it and be going yeah. to the i will be going to the games and it'll be great to get a little sponsorship with them yeah and then you uh, it's just good for the, the, the milwaukee yeah, yeah. the young <laughs> those you got the girls um being able to see it firsthand like I ain't gonna lie, my no, big no. age, I haven't even been to a WNBA game yet. And I'm I think we're planning to go to one in Dallas soon to see the Wings play or something like that. I want to see the Aces yeah, play. I've never Candace been to one play either. And I think that's kind of fucked up for me to say. Because even my mm -hmm. boyfriend was talking about the comments. Like I think he was saying he he fairly remembered them winning when he was a kid, but I'm like, I'm like, this fucked up that they folded. Um mm. so a lot of these different teams folded and it just unfortunately I get it. People not watching, but we need to figure something out because just to have to send these women overseas, especially at that young age, is I just yeah. like, I, like, I understand if you didn't have a draft and it's just like enough, it wasn't enough space. So you drafted a couple of players. I understand it's the process, but at that point, at least, Hey, I know I'm just going to go overseas. And most of them do anyway. They do both, but offhand, I could have just, you know, prepared for that instead of dressing up, putting the shit on, looking cute, mm -hmm. wasting my goddamn time, probably to pay for the makeup artist shit. Like, right. But yeah, no, that's all I want to say about that. that. MUA, I thought they said moi. I was like, I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't know better. I didn't I used know to think better. That tweet was funny. Oh, the makeup artist. Oh, got it. I'm like, damn, we so dumb. We just shorten everything. It's kind of creative, though. It's it creative. is creative, though. I was um, I was trying to go to their page and try to make life easier by searching her name to see if I could see the tweets that people were sharing. They were sharing screenshots, but I yeah, to look see the that. Draft, uh, I'm like, dang, to see only that they teams. were. <laughs> yeah think about that and the draft what do they draft like 30 people or something like that it was just like we already yeah. don't got no goddamn space so what is we doing yeah. so three rounds three rounds uh yeah 12 times uh three is what 60 uh 60 uh 36. did they even yeah. have did they have three rounds i ain't gonna lie. Mm -hmm, i don't even know rounds. i just know i think bria bill was somewhere in the 20s i just i do remember that so but it's just like she's wasting my goddamn time yeah she was second round like, I understand if I'm not yeah, last pick. Yeah, like, I understand if I'm not better than these people, I totally understand, but clearly I was drafted for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, but I'll leave that alone. That's something for the listeners to think about. I don't want to hear nothing about anybody. The basic shit I don't want to hear about. Obviously, I don't have the plans. I don't have the the thoughts on what to do because I'm not in the boardroom, but something needs to change because that's fucked up. Um, change, lastly yeah, here, sure. I know we've been going for about an hour. I will say this. I think I'll mention it and then maybe we can, as Charlamagne say, we can discuss. <laughs> Let's discuss. We can discuss next week. Um, I feel like I mentioned this on the pod in the past, but fuck it. I'll bring it up again. So when I was back home, um, I was sitting on my mom's couch watching TV. So mom, I'm watching cable and you know, when they shit on, you click on something. Cause I don't like, I just use my sister account down here. So I don't really scroll through cable. I just go to the app and watch what I want. Um, mm. but now they got spectrum. So I downloaded the spectrum app on my Roku. So I got like cable cable anyway. So um, I was just clicking on shit like, oh, ain't nothing on. So I clicked on Snapped. 
and you know snapped I'm like, oh shit so they got a new lady with a new voice i'm like mm. but whatever so i've been watching you know going back in time just watching the episodes on demand and i was watching the live ones too like yeah i remember when snap used to crack back in the day in a in a obviously it sounds weird to say that and for people that don't know snap is like a true crime show um mm-hmm. basically just talking about shit that happened in the past in the past it was actually and i think it is still now they had a couple spinoffs but it's more so geared to women who i guess in quotes kill for whatever reason whether it's greed money accident whatever tell a story like any other type of true crime show so it's been on for years um it's an interesting watch so it sent me down this rabbit hole to this forensic forensics files um episode that i watched um maybe a couple years ago um and you know how like when you watch these things it's it's Mm. weird to say but you remember the good stories you know yeah um so i think we were going out so i'm just running my mouth just telling my boyfriend you know when you be telling people shit, you be thinking like it's going in one ear not the other so mm-hmm. something happened he's like now what was you saying now because that sound good <laughs> I'm, like, so yeah. I'm telling him the story so i think i was telling him a different one so i somehow i thought of this story so this is a story about um now we know back in 99 a woman named Raina mariquin um and long story short, and what I'm gonna actually do is for those who are interested, I'm gonna put the link in, I don't know, our Instagram bio. Um, I think I'll put the forensic files one. Cause there's two interesting ones, but I'll use the forensic files one. Um, Cause it's short, it's like 20 minutes and they kind of get to the point. But the other one has a little bit more detail. But Rain American, was, I think Mariquin was um, from El Salvador. She relocated to New York, um, I think in like 1966. Um, the story started with this man. He was in, um, I think on Long Island. I think it was in a city called Jericho, New York. And he was, it was about 1999. He was selling his home. Um, so I guess it's, you know, they try to remix some stuff, whatever, for whatever reasons. But the story from what I'm, what I saw, um, he was about to sell the home so he can move. And the new owner was, you know, how you look at the house, like, okay, I, I want you to do this before I buy it. So they had this little crawl space, I guess, in a garage or in a house or something um, or under the house. And, you know, they're looking around, I guess. And he's like, you got to get rid of that barrel because and and this is obviously me freestyling with some negative. But um, mm-hmm. and dog like, well, shit, I don't even know. What's I just left it over there because it's, it's heavy. Huh? He's like, well, I ain't buying a house until you move it. So there's stories said that they both moved it together. Somebody else moved it, blah, blah, blah. So they put it on the curb for the garbage can, the garbage man to pick up, like anybody would, right? Wipe your hands off, move. So dude noticed as he's moving that the garbage people never picked the shit up. So he's like, what the fuck? So they they left a note, like, first of all, it has a chemical hazard sticker on it, but it's like kind of oh, old, geez. rusty. Um, and then uh, they said it's 350 pounds. Like y'all need to like basically make this shit lighter any damn way. And you don't know what's in it. So he like, what the fuck? So there's a story that said that him and his realtor opened it. He just opened it. Whoever he opened it, um, went to the house, grabbed some pliers or some shit. Like what the fuck? Popped it open. Said the smell was so fucking bad. I'm like what the hell? Mind you, this 1999. Remember that. So he look. He see a hand in there, and he see like oh, a shoe, woman's shoe. So he immediately go call the police. Like what the fuck? Police come, do the take the pictures, blah blah blah. Take the barrel back to the lab um, to make it quicker. They open the they open the barrel lay the body out um they find a little lady in there they said her clothes were a little dated um she was kind of mummified and i think because the air was not in because it was still so tight she was obviously not all the way there but she still had a little skin left um they found her purse they found a pocketbook that was like pretty soaked in like whatever green liquid that was in there it was like some plastic pellets obviously used to try to weigh it down um yeah so they laid her out you know they do the 
the autopsy, they noticed that she was about four foot nine in height, just based upon her bones. So she was a little woman. Like I said, her clothes were dated. Um, she had long, dark hair, and they were looking at the x-ray or whatever, and they noticed that she was probably nine months pregnant when she was killed. Mm. Um, they had noticed she had, um, uh, what do you call it, um, trauma to the, her head, so she probably got hit a couple times with something really hard, and that's what killed her. So, obviously, they talked to the owner of the house, like, well, what's T? He like, I don't know, that barrel been there since I moved there. And at this point, he'd been there like 10 years. So, it's like, mm. you know, 10 years has been there. So they go back to the previous owners. They they bought it in like 72, maybe later another 15. So they probably sold it like 1990 or something. Somewhere around there. Less than a little bit more than 15 years, whatever. So some of the episodes, they changed the dates a little bit for whatever reason. I get it. So they talking to dog and him and his wife, they like, I don't know. They was like, well, it says that y'all created the cross space on the, the deed or whatever. The updated record show that y'all created it in 1985. They like, uh-uh. They like, that was built before we moved in they just didn't record it in the system until we moved out they're like mm. well who you bought a house from they're like well it was this man named mr howard elkins i mean he was cool whatever he had a family you know white people shit i'm not white people shit but you know back then house family kids whatever like cool he was the owner of this plastic company they're like hmm? mm. yeah, he was part owner of this plastic company so in the meantime going back to the lab the lady's trying to like read the pocketbook but it's so much it's like mush like you touch the page it just break so she had to dry it. So she literally put in pa- like these little papers between each page carefully, put it in a dryer chamber. So she literally, and this is 1999. So they scanning it on a computer to try to read it with like, I guess the system can look at stuff that farther than what your eyes can see. So they trying to pull different numbers. One story said that they actually read the first page and it had her immigration number or her alien number. And then they mm. looked it up and found her name and her birth. But some of the episodes didn't mention that. They said they still didn't know who she was. So they're doing that. They're looking at her pocketbook. They found a card. Um, one of the episodes that they found a card with a, a like a doctor's name on it. So obviously they're trying to call this doctor. It's 30 years at this point. It's old. So the doctor, they go to the office. The ladies, uh, by this time, he, he long and gone. His daughter running the facility. She like, we don't even keep records five years. So either way, we wouldn't be able to help you. They're like, damn. So... They trying to trace it back now, looking at the pellets, the plastic pellets that was in there. They like, well, this look like pellets probably used for, I don't know. And also in the barrel, they found like a plastic flower. So, you mm. know, like little flowers that they have at the store to decorate, you know, little mm-hmm. plastic shit. So they like, okay. So going back to the owner, when he said, I think he owned a flower factory. They used to create flowers or some shit. I don't know. It was called Melrose Place. So they're like, oh, well, we found a barrel. I don't know. So they were able to trace the barrel number. Um, and it said that it was it was made in 1962, 1963. Um, so they saying, well, now we know that the barrel was made in 63. And then they also said they the people who made the chemical, they said they stopped manufacturing that chemical in 72. So now they got a date. Mm. Well, they, they at this time, they think the body 10, 15 years old, not 30. Mm. So they're like, what the fuck? So they're like, all you motherfuckers lived in this house and nobody touched the barrel. Interesting. So they got the date. Um they uh now they're looking at dog like well let's let's investigate him so before they go talk to him and you know people in the neighborhood mr elkins the guy that owned the house prior to the people that bought it the the plastic people exactly so obviously all the shit in the news you know how we as people in general we knows you like girl what's going on down there so um they go talk to his partner because he had a partner so in one of the episodes mentioned that they talked to the partner and they like well would you can you tell us about 
and they didn't, I don't think they really mentioned the house necessarily. They just was like, can you tell us about the plastic company? He was like, yeah, we use those barrels. He basically gave information about what they did in the company. So he said they had about 80 people that like made the plastic flowers. And then they had other people like doing the chemical part. So the green dye that was in the bottom of the barrel was used to color the, the plastic for the flowers. Mm. And then the women, I guess the people would put the flowers together. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So they're like, cool, we got that. Like, well, can you tell us about your partner? He's like, well, I mean, I don't know. So of course they probably hyping it up or whatever, trying to get to the point or whatever, embellishing it a little bit. So he's telling them like, well, you know, I think I know he did have an affair. And they said he knew damn near everything about the young woman that kind of described her. It was like, well, I know she was short. She had black hair. And they also said she had like gold, like wood uh, work, um, um, teeth work in her mouth and they're like, or bridge work. Sorry. And they were like, you know, obviously some of that work wasn't done in America. So they was like, well, maybe she not from here. That's what they were assuming looking at her body. And my point is the guy even remember, like she had like gold teeth in her mouth. So they're like, this is kind of eerie that it kind of matches her. He was like, yeah, I know he had an affair with a young woman. I don't know her name or nothing like that. So they was like, mm, okay. So by this point, they I think they said news reporters was calling him down in Florida. So he like, he, and let me remind, he, Mr. Elkins now lives in Florida, living mm. his best retired life child, living in a retirement facility or not retirement, you know, area. He ain't like, mm. but you know, living there with his wife. So he about 70 years old, 71 at this time now. Investigators go down there and talk to him. So one of the guys was like, you can tell that he knew that we knew and we knew that he knew. So at this mm. point, we both trying to get information from each other. So they like, he literally like, if you didn't like, if you was to believe him, you probably would have. Cause he's like, I don't know. And the only reason why they knew he was lying was because his partner just said something different. So they're like, do you remember these barrels? We didn't have any barrels like that. I didn't know this chemical. I don't know what that is. Oh no. But they know cause his partner just told him that that's what we did. Mm. So they going back and forth with him, whatever, whatever. So they asked him like, did you ever have an affair? And they said to their surprise, he was honest and was like, I did. He was like, well, can you tell us about the woman? I don't know. I don't remember. That was 30 years ago. So he didn't know nothing. They're like, hmm, okay. Mm. So the phone rang, got off the phone, said my wife um, is calling. You guys have to leave so I can talk to her. So the one dude, he said, I looked him in his face and I said, can we get a DNA test? He said, no. And he was like, well, we're going to come back and we're going to have a warrant to do a DNA test so that we can swab your mouth to see if we can match you with the baby fetus that was in there, the barrel with the young women. So they left. They go back to New York. They're trying to search to make sure there's the warrant going through, calling everybody. They um, get a call that basically Mr. Elkins committed suicide. Oh, um, snap. His wife said that he was missing the next day. And one of the stories said that he was like house sitting for a neighbor or something or a friend. And I guess they were looking for him. They said his son found him in a garage in the backseat of his, his neighbor's truck. And he went to Walmart that day earlier and purchased a gun and killed himself in the backseat of the car. So and, they never got the story. His neighbor's truck. Wow. That's what they say. Um, they never got the story. So obviously they, but now they willingly get the body. So swabbed him up. DNA was 99.3%, 99.93, mm. something like that, matched to that baby's fetus. Um, mm. That was almost full term. So uh, one of the reporters was following the story. He goes back to, well, let me rewind. So they're, uh, her friend, so now they're looking at the pocketbook again. They're still, they, they can see a little bit, obviously calling these numbers from the 30, from 30 years ago ain't working. They call one number, lady pick up. She, they tell her like, hey, do you know about a young woman? And I think they, one of the stories says she was the one that kind of said who she was. Cause I, from my understanding, like I said, somebody said they found it in the pocketbook, her alien number, but somebody said this lady told him who she was. 
She's like, do you know about a young woman? She went, she's like, oh my gosh, she was my friend. Um, she moved here from El Salvador, El Salvador in 1966. She was into fashion. She was trying to go to fashion school, but I was her English teacher because she wanted to learn English and we became friends. And she said, she told me, um, I think she said she kind of disappeared or she wasn't um, showing up to the, something, the class or something. And she was like, you know, she called her and like, girl, what's going on? And she said she was kind of like standoffers, but eventually she told her she was pregnant. She said she had a boyfriend that was married. Um, and she's like, okay. So then she said one day she called her and she was freaking out. She's like, oh my God, he said he's going to kill me. She's like, what you talking about? She said, I just did something so stupid. She said, what you do? She said, I called. Well, he told me that he was going to marry me. He was going to leave his wife and we're going to be together. But basically, you know how niggas do. Niggas mm-hmm. is everybody. He lied. And she said she got picked up the phone and called his wife. And she said, I'm basically, I'm pregnant with, and your husband's the baby's father. And she said, he called her back and said, I'm going to kill you. So mm. the woman said she rushed over to the girl's house. And I think the door was either ajar or closed or just unlocked. And she went in. She said nothing looked like it happened in the apartment, but it did look like the table was set for two people. She said she waited around for her for four hours. Nobody came. Went to the police. They're like, oh, she, you know, she's an immigrant. She probably, a lot of them just go home and don't say nothing. And she's like, what the fuck? She's obviously not close family. They didn't do nothing. She, they said she went back the next day. They're like, maybe she went shopping. So they just didn't give a fuck. So at this point, what mm. can you do? So she said she never knew what happened to her friend until now. Um, in the end, I think there was a journalist who said that, um, you know, obviously he's interested in the story. He goes to El Salvador to try to find her family. Um, surprisingly so. They find her family. They find her mother, who is 95 years old. Wow. Um, and they tell him what happened. Her, her family, sisters, like, we never knew because she would write us letters and we just stopped hearing from her. And I think they said they were putting up posts around the city or where they lived, a small village, in hopes that she mm. came back because they don't know nothing about America. Uh, so they flew her body back, buried her. Her mother died a month later. Mm. And she was buried next to her. And they said her mother said she would always have dreams about her daughter being in a barrel or something like that. Mm. So that's the story of Ran American. Um, it's just interesting because maybe because of the way they found out. Mind you, this murder happened in 1969. And mm. they this all unveiled because the neighbor the, I mean the the person I wanted to buy the house said you got to throw this in the trash because I'm not dealing with it and he popped it open that's why because he left it in his own garage never for three years out about it yeah and then all that's these sick, people though, lived but, there so the guy that uh that killed her put it in that barrel and had his family running around kids running around yep. outside and mm-hmm. he's he he knows consciously that every time we look at this barrel that I killed this woman I put her in this barrel that's, that's a the crazy sick fuck. part, right? And then people were like, um, "Who's my friend?" Who's I gonna say? And yeah, they were talking about the people in this community because it's like, think about the the people that don't really know nothing about you. So they yeah. were like, you know, people in this community was like, he was very nice. He was always, you know, yeah. helping with the board. Yeah, you know, like you don't know people. Yes. And it's just like because uh, one of the investigators was like, "Well, he's seventy years old. What other choice? Not to say do that, but it's like." You're going to go to jail, so you have no other way out. So people was like, "Shit, maybe he just don't want to face up to what the um, what the reality of you don't want people to know who you really are." Really um, I are, forgot yeah. a part too, and this is why I went back to watch it because I knew the story, but I was somehow I ended up on YouTube child and I was reading comments, and somebody was like, "Well, if you watch this doc, they talk about more than what Forensic Files said, which was very true," and they said that he actually got her an apartment. So I'm thinking he was just like mm. fucking on her at work. He got her an apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey, and that's the house that oh, the wow. young, uh, that her friend went to. So I forgot that part. The friend, uh, the business partner that they interviewed said that he remembered that he got a phone call from the um, the owner, the landlord. He said, hey, can you tell Mr. Elkins, ask Mr. Elkins, does he want this furniture? 
his TV and stuff because the, the young woman doesn't live here anymore. So he said he just remembered him coming back to the office and he had like the TVs and shit in the trunk. So everybody like, mm. oh, okay, cool. So he just acted like nothing happened. So he he put her up in an apartment. He had heard that doctor. That's why she had the card in there. He had a somebody, you know, making sure. And this baby was full time. He didn't kill her when she was said, hey, I'm pregnant today. So he planned to obviously just keep her a secret. And mm. oh, that last my last part. They said that her sister said that she moved to America because she was married. Because she was only about, I thought she would have been younger and not to say that was old, but she was about 27, 28 when this mm. happened. Um, they said that she... They said that she moved to America, and I don't, I'm not going to say because, but part of the reason they mentioned was she was married, her husband had an affair, and got another mm. woman pregnant. Oh, wow. And she went to New York, and that's what happened when she picked up the phone. And my thing is, do you think the wife knew? His mm. wife. Because oh, I feel like as I a woman, so. you would ask. I would think so. What happened to this lady that called the house? And but it did that. Yeah. think about it at the time, the women probably were a little bit more submissive, so they probably yeah. was like, she said she gone. So that's crazy. Yeah, she know. But no, she that's look, it, guys. She's I just at that wanted to. Too. Yeah, I just wanted to to mention that because, like I said, it's obviously weird to talk about, but it's you know true crime. Imagine your husband. Your husband has this barrel in front of the house. And mm-hmm. honey, what's in this barrel? And you, it, it, wives, you know, wives are just gonna touch it. Don't touch that. Mm-hmm. You but know this what is I'm the saying? thing. Right. It was in a crawl space, so I never really saw a picture of what it specifically oh, looked like. But okay. just, got you, got just you. imagine. Because so like un- I said, it remember, was away. Yeah, it was. It was tucked in a corner. And at some corner. some of the comments that people, because it's not necessarily in these documentaries, but some of the comments from wherever these people see other stuff. Some people was like, some of the owners after him said their kids used to play down there, running around and not knowing. Somebody said that their their nanny said that the house was haunted. <laughs> like, you know, that, people that I would live say in the house. That. I would think they would be. Yeah. I would think it would be. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was yeah. just, but yeah, it was kind of, I think they said he dug it. Because like I said, remember, they tried to blame it on the dude after him. But he said, no, mm-hmm. no, this was actually already here. They just didn't put it on the, the deed or whatever the hell in, in the system until we left in 85. So they mm-hmm. said he dug it around that time. So to, to go back to what they think happened, because, you know, they got to put together what they think happened. Because obviously the apartment, they said, the, the young the, her friend said nothing was wrong with the apartment. So they think he lured her to the Came factory, over, yeah. um, brought her in there, you know, how to do the dramatization. He hit her in the head with a hammer. Because they said the damage she had was bad to the back of her head, mm. the blows. So he probably hit her in the head. He probably put her in the car. And they say that they think he probably did the barrel shit in his garage or in the whatever mm. the crawl space they said they they think he put the pellets and all that shit in there because it was 350 pounds you got to add the weight of the the barrel itself um but they think that he probably was going to try to put it on his boat and sink it but it was too heavy for him to carry himself so he put it Mm. over and said fuck it and i was wondering where they got the idea of the boat but like i said another episode mentioned that the lady said that he would take her on nice walk like he was he was a fuck nigga like he would take her Mm. on boat rides and shit so i'm like oh that's where they got the boat idea from so they knew he had a boat but yeah, maybe that was his plan just to sink her body, but I was thinking was that was probably it. gonna be the thing, sink her body in the bottom of the up. I mean nobody and nobody would have never guessed it then. He would have definitely got away yeah. with it then. But he left everything you know? in the fucking barrel. Her purse, that that they got the pocketbook, the car, like literally everything. The fetus. That's sick. Four for That's nine. She's a little woman too. But yeah, if, um her name is Raina. I know people like when you hear these stories, it'd be like you feel like you know it, but sometimes it'd be like, I gotta see this shit. But if you watch the forensic files one, it's, it's literally only 20 minutes, you know. Obviously, that's without commercials. It's another one on it that's about 40 minutes, but it's a little bit more detailed. But some of it may be a little, I don't want to say false, but it kind of gives you an idea of how they looked at this stuff. So remember this was 1999 um when they found her body. 
Um, again, her name is, some people call her Angelica. I think that was her middle name, but her name is Raina, R-E-R-E-Y-N-A, Maroquin, M-A-R-R-O-Q-U-I-N. So interesting yeah, little story yeah, from a uh, true, true, true oh, crime true. BL. I was like, we had a YBO true crime uh, trial, right, right. I don't know if I'd be able to do it because I remember the last little true crime show I watched was first forty. It was the first forty eight. It was mm-hmm. something, and I remember it was. I remember being in the. I remember being and it was in the studio apartment, and I was with my ex fiance. Well, she wasn't my fiance at the time, but we was in the studio apartment, and we watched uh, this show. Um, oh, it was over there on um, uh, Martin Drive, I believe. I oh, okay, say okay. I remember Drive. that. But then we then we moved into well, a bigger place. But anyway, that, yeah. yeah um the woman the woman saw another woman pregnant she couldn't get pregnant cut the baby out defeat like cut it mm. cut the baby out of the, what's the name stomach and it was like ridiculous and then they show like you know at the end they show like the woman in jail like she got 45 and the look on her face it was like pure evil and i was like yeah i can't watch this stuff no more like even now i can still see her face and it's just like yeah pure evil pure evil like why would it, you do it, something like that it makes you go what what goes through these people's minds but yeah like I said, I think I, I just went down a rabbit hole because like that's probably like when you think of like how you just remember that, right? It's not a great story at all no. by any means, but you remember the best air quotes, best ones yeah. you've heard, like the storyline. I remember when I was on the field, when I used to work with Liz and we were just out on the field and I was telling her about it because I remember I first, yeah, I was in Milwaukee when I first saw it. And I'm telling her, because sometimes when you think you're telling people stuff, they don't give a fuck, but I'm telling her, she like, you're going to have to find that and send it to me. And I couldn't right. remember her name. So I just typed in Barrow, New York lady and it came up. So she watched it. So like... It's just, it's just like, I think the more fascinating thing about it is obviously 30 years. Like, yeah. and I was talking to my auntie, like, everything crimes. come to light. Yeah, everything yeah. come to light, everything you do. So he offed himself too, which is the crazy part. Like, got your DNA out of the way, sir. But um, yeah, man, they said that baby. And that's another thing. How how old are you, Moanja? What's your 30, age? 30, I'll be 32 this year. Yeah, I'm 31. That baby in 1999 would have been 30 years old. Mm. So crazy part about it, right? Mm. But listeners, let us know your thoughts on anything we discussed today. Like I said, um, let me know. Feel free to hit me up or hit us up on YBO. Um, your thoughts on that. Any other true crime, true crime um, docs that you uh, find interesting? Any stories? Like I said, obviously these situations aren't great at all by any means, but the stories and the way that they find it, the DNA, the technology. Like I said, it's 1999. So imagine yeah. what they ever found in 2023, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it was showing how they was like rolling her finger like it was just she had a little bit of skin left and they would do the dude was trying to keep the i guess the print up with the putting the air in her finger and he had to mm-hmm. like you know when you try to stop your blood when you mm-hmm. bleed too much you put tie it and he was trying to he like tied her finger to kind of keep it up and then they didn't find none of her dna in the system i'm like what the fuck who is she because mm-hmm. she was immigrants and no but um yeah let us know your, your thoughts guys all right uh let's move on to random shit of the week slash weekly revelations Mm-hmm. Yeah, real quick. Um, TD Jake's book, Disruptive Thinking, I'm on chapter one. Um, really good book. Very different, uh, different look and take on things. And it just talks about people that have disrupted um the status quo. Um, like uh, you know, Elon Musk, despite who he is as a person, um the way he changed the game as far as electric vehicles and how everybody now is scrambling to have an electric vehicle or some type of hybrid. Um, it's changing the game. Uh, and, um, Tristan Walker, I believe his name is who changed the game with Bevel. So just all these different people. Um, and like I said, it's, uh, pretty good so far. You know, you know, how, uh, T.D. Jake sound, he commands, he commands room with the thundering rolling voice. Um, modern day <laughs> King Solomon, if you will. 
so wise. Um, so pretty good book, right? <laughs> Listen to this track. <laughs> so that shit was funny. Definitely uh, <laughs> check that out. Uh, actually got it right. Yeah, got it right here. So disruptive thinking, TD Jakes. Um, yeah. Dang, why did I miss that? And God says something, and he moving away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? What you got? Um, my flowers this week are gonna go to. Um, I mentioned it before, but it just finished, wrapped up the five episodes. Really good. If you get a chance, please watch it. It's on Hulu. Uh, Dear Mama. Um, it's kind of it wraps up the story about um Tupac and his mom, Afeni Shakur, really, really, really well. Um, actually, I didn't even realize it until maybe the second episode. Alan Hughes, uh, remember the Hughes brothers, the ones he mm. jumped <laughs> back in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Um, he produced it or whatever, or created oh, wow. it. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so he was kind of talking about why he did it. It was real. Like, you would, you, you, if you watch it this week, you're going to come back and talk about it next week. It mm. was so good. They wrapped it up. They wrapped it together so well. Like, they would just be talking about Tupac and somehow you'd be like, damn, how'd we get to a Fanny? And they'll talk about her and the Black Panthers and stuff that you, you know about the Black Panthers, Panthers, but you don't necessarily know about her mm-hmm. and the, the Panther 21 in New York, things like that, and just her life. So he did a, like, they need to win an award. I'm not trying to make that up. It was really, really put together really well. Very, even when they first come on, you're like, oh, shit. But yeah, it's really good. Five episodes. Um, I think his his aunt, um, her, her his cousins kind of telling the story along with other people that was on, of course, Snoop Dogg, he and every goddamn doc. <laughs> but um, he got some stories to tell too outside of I just think it was fresh because the reason why I don't think I, I don't want to say not necessarily interested but at first is like you know we heard these stories millions of times but this one was just it was on another level for me so check it out um, on FX but you can just watch it on Hulu now since it's done um, where am I looking here oh College Hill Celebrity Edition look season two just came back I'm watching anything with Tiffany Pollard um, aka New York the original HBIC um they got Jocelyn on there. I thought I would just be excited to see them two together, but Jocelyn doing too much already. Um, what's her name? Little Katie. Uh, what's her name? Her, I forget her real name. I'm sorry. Um, Katie from um, My Wife and Kids is oh, on okay. there. Quay, you know, TT, the dude that's doing a wig, he on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Omarion's brother, what's his name? Orion. Orion. Um, Belt. Yeah, Iman. Um, and then, of course, Iman Shumpert, Tiana Taylor's husband. And, um, Ray J. Uh, Ray J, of course, because his ass didn't graduate last year, which is funny. Um, and I'm missing somebody. Uh, Amber Rose. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's been interesting so far. I, I really enjoyed the first season. I ain't gonna hold you with Slim Thug and Big Frida and everybody else. Um, but I think episode three, actually, when I was waiting for you to pop on, I started it. So maybe I'll finish it today or tomorrow. But it's on BET Plus. Check it out um, if you just want some shits and giggles, some, I don't want to say meaningless TV, but you know what I mean. And uh, Power Book 2, it's been decent. The two episodes leaked. I did watch. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And I I'm guess, too. I'm, and I'm going to watch when it comes live. So, <laughs> look, <laughs> look how I say. You know how we talked about, like, man, because I never was one to be like, this shit is so unrealistic. Like, my mind think it, but I necessarily didn't say it. I necessarily didn't say it. But somebody had me cracking up. They was like, look, I bring goes back if you want to. I don't care. I wouldn't be surprised if I see his hand punched through the grave. I'm like, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's I ain't go. It's been good. It's been decent. Like, like you cannot. I, I'm not gonna do that. But look, you can't really talk much about like bad stuff about it. Like good. yeah, some shit it's is unrealistic, good. but it's it's good it's for this show. Good. I it's enjoyed good. it. I mean, I've I'm asked a thousand questions. I didn't watch it from the beginning. Beginning. I mean, I know the yeah. characters, Monet and all the kid yeah. Drew and all this stuff like that. Kane, Diana. Yeah, Diana. All that stuff like that. I I know that part, but I was like, 
This is just wasn't bad. The nine and ten was bad. I was like, go to ten, go to ten, go to ten. <laughs> I was like, if I can just get through these ads, I'm like, I'm <laughs> oh, you had ads? Oh, bar, I bar, so Barry screen recorded it, and then oh, yeah, yeah. so I just yeah, clicked I on the the link of um whatever that link that they put out, and it was like you had to fight with the ad. You know how you got to keep xing uh-huh. the shit out and catch. Ooh, ooh. Oh. yeah, so that shit. But I ended up finishing it. You said one wrong move, ad pop up. You said fuck. Mm. You said just stay. But um yeah it was I can't, I can't lie I ain't gonna hate on I never hated on PowerBook I'm never I never really got into BMF um but yeah PowerBook was good <laughs> all right let's move on to dating relationships and sex for you nasty motherfuckers uh, with an inch of an and a nine I want to read this anon real quick <laughs> you funny <laughs> it uh it reads uh, let's see true, true, oh wait sorry true nine time for my nine it reads. How do you feel about your significant other going back to their family? Example, father, mother, sister, brother, telling them about your shortcomings and any challenges that you may be having. My wife is my wife of seven years recently unknowingly made an admission during a discussion that she told her mother and brother about a recent dispute that we had about finances in our household where she called me cheap. My wife and I both make good money, but she is a spender. She has poor income to debt ratio, average credit, several credit cards and likes to shop till she drops. I am a saver, grew up poor, don't have any other don't have any other debt other than our house and always feel like I have to save for a rainy day. Apparently my wife has been telling our marital business to her family members for years unbeknownst to me. Mm. I felt betrayed and hurt upon finding this out. I told her I have not once I have not once gone to my mother or siblings to tell them our business or about any short any of her shortcomings because it would turn them against you. Instead I protected you and tell and tell them the best things about you. Mm. So I just actually got out of a, a Bible study series <laughs> of this. It was called Lee. It's called uh, Grown and Alone, Part One, Two, and Three. And oh, whoa! And oh. one of the uh, <laughs> like, what was that? Um, I'm gonna find this verse real quick, and um, so we can says go something. Uh, basic, base. I mean, basically, the verse says, uh, "When a man when." you leave when you become a man you leave your family and find a wife and y'all cleave together you leave and cleave you don't leave and then bring your family with you and then cleave you leave and cleave you find somebody y'all become one flesh and so you going back and telling your family about y'all business like it does not unless they're unless the family unless your husband is there with you and y'all both agree to share this information and you want advice but even then, like, you got to be careful because you never know what type of person you're telling your advice to because they could be in a mood mm-hmm. where they're just like, they hating. And so you doing that, that, I mean, honestly, that's almost dog- doggone grounds for divorce. Like, that is really disrespectful to your marriage and it's disrespectful to your your um significant other because y'all are supposed to be in this together. Any problems y'all have, y'all will either go to a counselor or go to somebody together to, to figure out how to solve this problem, not going behind your spouse back and, and talking about them. And, cause, and it's always, and I wouldn't even want to listen to it anyway, cause it's one-sided. So, ah, uh, no. Nah. Mm. As a parent or a sibling, you think you, you think you have the, the guts to be that biased, unbiased? I would be like, y'all, that's y'all business. Like, I don't want to hear nothing you about y'all business. Ah, uh, no, nah, I, I couldn't. Because that's one thing with the marriage, like I, you know, that's for another time, but I, for me, it's, 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 I don't, I don't play with marriage. I don't play with marriage. Like that's this for me. Have I'm you like, ever y'all, been in a y'all relationship married. or something where Dave was telling people stuff about you? Yep. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the yep for me. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Was Absolutely it anything positive? Or was it um, always something? It sounded like it was negative. It did not sound like it. The people, the people didn't like me for some reason, and it had to come from somewhere. And so mm. now looking back at it, it definitely had to come from their their seed. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> so you so you feel like if you feel like if the people, the parents, or other family don't like you, it has to be because of something that was said by your significant other. And something had something from somewhere. I, with that particular situation, in talking about me, they were gathering information from social media and gathering information mm-hmm. from all different sources and drawing their conclusions, which was. But when they saw me, they it was all you know. Uh, Hi, how you doing? You know all this stuff like that, and yeah, oh, you're a nice guy. I mean, it's super phony. And so, but when, um, but then behind closed doors and me reading messages or getting told messages, it was you know this person is the devil and this that and the other. So and all the messages were given to me, and so well, yeah, it it it's yeah it it it's it's it was evil, but um, in a better place now. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yep. Yep. And, you know, and yeah, that particular person is keep popping up in my life. So, um, definitely wasn't me. So yeah. Yeah, man. So I, yeah, it's too much. What about you? What you think? What's your thoughts? Yeah. I, I, that kind of sucks. I've never really been the person that ever really talked to anybody outside of, um, the person that I'm dating or whatever about problems or things of that nature um i think that it brings out it it puts people in a position to think like you said or the persons or just in general my thoughts it puts you as the significant other in a position to be judged by these people based upon what was told and i ain't gonna lie like if if you came to me off top and told me some negative stuff about somebody in which you could have kind of said something like that in the past yeah i'm like Kinda. snip snip <laughs> like i'm yeah. like, out i know you a little bit with bernie max i know him but i don't know him. you know what i'm mm. saying so automatically i'm like Mm-mm, this ain't going well so i'm mm-hmm. I'm I had a little chip on my you know it's kind of like I, I don't forget so and that's why like when people be having them situations i understand like i ain't even gonna go there but situations where it get a little extra and people go back to the person and just be like you might as well just keep the people out of it keep the people um, out of it because now yeah. it's never going to really be. Your team going to ride for you. Yeah. Now you at a wedding where both sides of the family staring at each other in, in disgust. <laughs> like, what are like we my, doing? Not they not like, not they like my Coach Monty. Remember? <laughs> with a paper in the hand. Like, <laughs> with a paper in the hand. Right. <laughs> like, or, um, this is your marriage license. We're not signing this. Get somebody else. Or um, a different world when uh, Willie was going to marry um, Byron. And then uh, obviously the whole scene with Dwayne Wayne came and interrupted like, will you marry me? And it went, you know, went his way. And Diane Carroll, who played Whitney's mom, Whitley's mom, she's in the front row like, die, just die. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, no. Well, yeah. It was so cute. I love the episode. But yeah, uh, Whitley mama was like, please, God, no, not him. So because she knew all the drama and the shit that she went through, you know, to each their own. But she, you know, even though she's a little uppity, but still. But yeah, I don't know. How would you go about it now as a married man, though? Because he was putting red marks on him. Anyway, um, how about I go about it as a married man? Like, it's apology tour time. You need to apologize <laughs> to to everybody in my family. Apology why, tour one on one. 
And my family and her family. Like I should have never put this man I, out whoa, there whoa, like whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What would she say to her family to apologize? You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I put my husband in this position. I should never did that. No, it, like it, it's her daddy gonna be like, fuck. How, that how are you gonna get mad? Right? How are you gonna get mad at a man? And if you, if you have sensible family members, they were like, "What are mm-hmm. you getting mad at him for? For saving money for a rainy day?" You know, sensible family members would be like, okay, yeah, he could splurge like here him. and there, but at the same time, he's he's protecting his family. And and if, and if the family really are good family members, they know their daughters. They know their daughter right. is a is a is a spend a spendy body. So it's like you know, what I'm saying like they, I don't, I'm body. spendy body is, I don't know what body, that is. Body. Spendy body. Need a spendy body. Spendy body. But yeah, and I feel sorry for him because he married a city girl, and I, and, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> see now, see now, you've been you've been biased. He might not be sorry. Be well, he, he he told me too, so. <laughs> <laughs> she told me too. No, but uh, but yeah, nah. Baby, yeah, she could. Have, she definitely got to apologize because that you you ruin you dam you're damaging your husband's reputation and you're damaging your marriage because I didn't know you were doing this behind my back. Like we're one. Like we're yeah. supposed to have conversations and talk about this stuff. But yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm not sure how I feel about the apology because it kind of it's kind of weird. Like imagine you're like all in a room. Hey guys, she got your family and her family. I just want to apologize for telling you me and my husband's business and she started crying and shit. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm, right, I'm, I'm gonna be right there rubbing her back. It's okay, baby. Don't do it again. <laughs> then they're gonna, gonna call you manipulative and aggressive. All right. <laughs> call right. You all types of shit. Right. It's your well, fault. I told you you wasn't shit. Why the right. fuck would you come here and apologize in our face? Yeah, see, it's no winning with that. I'm now sorry. I spilling, and it's, it's, she, she talks so much. That's why you, y'all been having an affair. You've been having an affair on your wife for 30 years, sir. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna get up like on that house party. Dude said, right. you, well, he said, you son of a bitch. That's my whole, that's my <laughs> wife he's talking about. <laughs> I'll tell you, I gotta tell you something real quick because I don't clap, but clap, but I gotta tell you, somebody did the same thing. Somebody did the same thing before. Somebody did that like about a month ago. It was hilarious. It was funny. Oh, dang, dude, I wonder if they listen. They listen. I, I'm pretty sure they probably listen. They act like they don't listen, but they listen. Uh, yeah. They, they all do. But, um, well, listeners, let us know what you guys think. What, about what this. I got on? The podcast is this. What I got on? Kind of, kind of what I got on? A tie? What, what, like, what attire is this? Business? What would it go with? Soup. <laughs> yep. So that's the episode. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. All right, listeners, uh, we're out of here. Remember, don't forget to leave us that review if you have not, because we know sweat some of y'all listen every week, and y'all be I don't know if y'all too shy, but just leave a review. It's okay. Um, episode two eighty one. We are out. Bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>